Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And welcome, everybody, to this week's exciting episode. Oh, it's a good one, mate. Is it a good one? I'm feeling great. I I usually wear dark colours. I wear black. I've got my lucky green shirt on. I was yeah. going to wear a hat, but I decided not to. I'm I'm feeling lucky. I'm feeling good. We've got a good one today. Yeah? I'm feeling An it, award mate. winner. Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah. I'm going to sweep in. On the uh, the wings of an eagle, and I'm going to deliver nothing but truths and entertainment. Okay, well, let's dive into <laughs> it. <laughs> I think I've had too much caffeine, Pirate. You might have done. <laughs> but I like it. I like excited Josh. It's always good to see. Oh, I'm pumped. So what have you got for us today, then, Josh? Today, my friend, we are doing subliminal messages. And we've already put one into this episode that you mm. didn't even notice. Exactly. No, I'm joking. We wouldn't do that. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, well, kick it off then, mate. Um, I'm guessing, I'm guessing... That mm-hmm. you're going to start with the history of some subliminal messages? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just going to give a little brief statement as to what a subliminal message is for okay. people that might not know. Or may um, have the wrong idea about it. Yes, yes. I've got some examples of things that aren't subliminal messages that people might think are as well. So Fair enough. We'll mix it up. So subliminal messages, also known as subliminal stimuli. Oh, that's a tongue twister. That is, Yeah. <laughs> Any sensory stimuli below an individual's threshold for conscious perception, in contrast to supraliminal stimuli. Supraliminal, as in what is obvious to you. Which is above the threshold. So um, an example of this, uh, not subliminal, but the other one, the one that I can't say. (laughs) An example of that is uh, like products that are more, you know, if if you see something that's pink with a woman on the front, you know it's going to be a female product. Yeah, Do you know like what I mean? Yeah, Nothing yeah. to say a man can't use it, but it's kind of advertised for women. So that's an yeah. example of... Superliminal, yeah. It's <laughs> such a hard word to say. Um, so subliminal stimuli activate specific regions of the brain despite participants' unawareness. So visual stimuli may be quickly flashed before an, indiv- before an individual can process them. Um or masked to interrupt processing. Well, okay. Um, let's just. Do you mind if I just dive into some science it. here? Because yeah. obviously, um, your brain, you, you, your senses—not just your eyes, but all of your senses—are constantly being monitored by your brain. And if your brain were to make you conscious of all of that information all of the time. It would be so overwhelming to you mm, that you'd, yeah. you'd never get done if it's done. No, no. <laughs> you know, so I mean, that's why we have focus. Mm-hmm. You focus on a set, like when you're reading your 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 notes, you focus on that. I could be doing bunny ears behind my head or anything like that. Your you, your brain would probably pick up on it, but you're focused on something else, so mm-hmm. you, you're not aware of it. Yeah, even though 
your brain is actually picking up on that information. It, we've done it a few times here. Do you remember, like, I've been reading something and you've said something, and then two seconds later, I'm like, oh, yeah, I just got that. Yeah, I yeah. see what you did there. So, yeah, I do get what you mean. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that, that is kind of the, like the science of how the, the you know, integrally subliminal messages work is the mm. fact that your brain is going to process that information, even though you're not aware of it. Yes. That's right. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, I'll let you That's carry on. That's a fat on. load of truth, mate. I like it. So, audio stimuli may be played below audible volumes or masked by other stimuli. So an example of this is if you're watching a movie and then there's whispering in the background. Listen to paranormal in the UK. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a prime example, yeah. So, like you say, your brain's kind of picking it up but not registering in yeah. a way. Um, yeah, nobody noticed that. <laughs> no. Hopefully we get an influx of downloads. <laughs> um, but that's pretty much what a subliminal message is. So I'm going to just give you the next five pages of research, which is just kind of experiments examples and, examples and, and yeah, yeah, just a conversation about it, really. Okay. Well, you, um, you said you had kind of a, an origin uh, yes. before we started. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'll give you the origin. So, well, the, I say origin. <laughs> I tried to find the first known example of a... I would imagine that was message. kind of done by mistake. It was. Oh, okay. Get out of Get my out empire. Of my empire. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, I'll lead with that one then. So, th this is technically the first subliminal message, but it wasn't done intentionally. So, right. people don't count it as the first one, if, okay. if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, in 1943, there was an animated short film featuring Daffy Duck, and the words, buy bonds, briefly appear on screen. Um, and when they were asked about it, the guy said... Uh, we just kind of tried it. We didn't think it would work. So they, at the time, it wasn't known as a subliminal message. Right. They just kind of wanted people to buy bonds. So like, oh, we'll just shove oh, it Oh, like in. the government bonds that you can get yeah. like, for your savings. And stuff. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. But the actual first known subliminal message, which was done on purpose, um, it was in 1957 in New Jersey. And it was a researcher called James Vickery. And he inserted the words, eat popcorn and drink Coca-Cola into a movie. So the words right. appeared for a single frame, long enough for the subconscious to pick it up, but too short for the viewer to be aware of it. Right. Uh, oh, uh, like, um, what's his name? Um, Fight Club. Oh, Tyler yeah, Durden yeah. used to do that, didn't he? He'd put, like, pornographic images just on one frame yeah. in the cinema and, and, and just watch the carnage just because yes. he was a, an anarchist or whatever, <laughs> yeah. And uh, this actually led to a book by Vance Packard all about subliminal messages. It was called Hidden Persuaders. Oh, right, okay. And, and this basically brought subliminal messages to the mainstream so people were then aware of, you know, yeah, it had yeah, a title it was a thing. Yeah, it yeah. was a thing. So that's pretty much the history of it. Fair enough. Okay. They're the two earliest examples I and could And I guess find. from there nefarious people would have picked up on that and gone, how can I use this to my own personal gains? Oh, yeah. It gets crazy. And I would imagine there's obviously probably a quite a long period of time before it was actually made illegal. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. went on for... Yeah. Uh, is it decades? That's 10 years? Yeah, yeah. It decades, went on for yeah. decades. I was about to say centuries, but no, that's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it went on for several decades Fair before okay. it was actually... Uh, that actually comes up. I'm pretty much sure I've got a date later on. Okay, that's but, twice I've got in your head already. <laughs> yeah, we're only the first seven minutes in. <laughs> nice. So, <laughs> let's see if you can get three. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to go over some interesting experiments which were done uh, by scientists. Yeah, yeah. Just researchers... Um, this was done after subliminal messages is a thing. We're talking like 70s, 80s, 90s. Right, yeah, yeah. So nothing serious. Knew about it, yeah, literally then. just experiments on people. So when, um, when did you say <laughs> that first one was? Was it in the 40s or 50s? Uh, the first one with Daffy Duck was 1943. Right, yeah, which, the accidental one. The accidental one. And then the purpose one was 1957. So that guy... Oh, that's that still guy, quite a gap that, there. That before guy, people actually caught on to it. Yeah, yeah. So that, that guy, James Vickery... Um, I believe he actually kind of created the, the term subliminal message. Oh, okay. kind of thing. He, yeah. he went in with a purpose, basically. Yeah. Um, so, 
some of the experiments that were used to try subliminal messages to see if they could necessarily, not necessarily trick people, just they were interested in it, see what would work, what wouldn't work. Um, so one of them was that they would have a, a roll of positive images, such as like romantic couples on, on the beach or sat on a bench, kittens, puppies, things food. like that, food, yeah. all positive things. And then they would also have a reel of negative photos uh, which would be like werewolves, vampires, daggers, daggers, guns, dead, dead bodies. People. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> almost, almost, almost got in my head there. <laughs> um, but then what they did, which was interesting, was um, so for some people they were showing, say, three positive images. Then they would have a flash of light, and then they would show maybe one negative image, and then some more positive. And th- they would look at the emotion of people. So then the the other half of the experiment would be the other way around. So a lot of negative pictures, a flash of light, then a positive. And they found out that they actually kind of switched places because the the flash of light, depending on the placement and where it was in the time frame, would make people emotionally react differently. So, for example, the people that were had lots of positive pictures, they would see a flash of light, see a negative picture, and then loads of positive. Their brain would only focus on that one negative image. Okay, and then vice versa. So the people focusing on negative get a flash of light, and then they'd see like a kitten, and then it would almost be like they they would relax and oh, be like, oh right. yeah, that was a nice kitten. So it was, that was another weird experiment. Just, oh, okay. just I suppose from... it kind of that flash of light just kind of resets your brain. Yeah, in and, a way, and puts you yeah in a completely different standing. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting. It is interesting, yeah. Um, Another one I mentioned to you earlier, which is just a simple experiment, but it just shows you how easy subliminal messaging can be for certain brains, is they had the exact same shape. They had a square, and they tilted one of the squares to make like a diamond. Mm -hmm. That diamond was blue. The square was red. Right. They then showed the two images at at the same time to a group of people. Yeah. Came back into the room a few minutes later and said... Which image did you prefer? And 100% of... <laughs> of a blank image, it's just yeah. a colour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So they said, which image do you prefer? Which do you, which do you, you know, like more? And again, all of them said the blue diamond. So they associated the colour blue and the fact that it was a diamond with being more positive, nicer, rather than red, which kind of represented danger and maybe just being a boring square. Okay, uh, but... Um... I've got to say, that surely would depend on cultural differences. Mm, yeah, potentially. Because I, I don't know where that experiment or whom that experiment was um, conducted on, but uh, like maybe people who live in very, very cold countries mm-hmm. might actually prefer the red because it reminds them of warmth. Yeah, Whereas people yeah. who live in warm countries prefer the blue because it's more calming and uh, and mm-hmm. cooling, you know. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that, there again, that it this, it makes it that um, subliminal messages are not as simple as black and white, are they? You no. know, it's, uh, I, I thought you were going to say because red is the color of good luck in China. So well, they, yeah, they yeah. might gravitate more towards... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We always associate, well, green and red, really, don't we? Green, mm-hmm. green for good and red for danger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, blue is a second um, comparison for, the, for green. But, yeah, I mean, in different countries and different cultures, mm-hmm. those results might yield differently. Yes, yeah. That's a very good point. So you'd have to, if you wanted to use subliminal messaging as a subterfuge... Mm-hmm. You'd have to use different tactics on certain societies and cultures, wouldn't you? Yeah, maybe we should uh, look into doing these experiments in different countries to see. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure again. Listen to Red Paranormality UK. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work one day. <laughs> yeah, it might work in China. <laughs> so another couple of examples of um, experiments was they found with sounds that it had a greater effect. Uh, like uh, An example of this is they, they still do it now with horror films. So you'll notice it's quiet, it's yeah. quiet, it's quiet, and then loud noise. And then you get a boom. Yeah. Like, and like, it, just to make you jump, that jump scare. Yes. And so it, it's kind of showing you how sound 
can play in effect because obviously when it's quiet you you're not expecting anything you're calm quiet i mean if you're going to see a horror film and it's quiet it's yeah, kind of expected yeah. but obviously when they were doing these experiments and things it wasn't a horror film but they did notice that you know quiet 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 loud and all of a sudden people were alert in danger they didn't like it and it was positive and negative yeah because it triggers that flight or uh, fight um mm-hmm. you know it's just a natural reaction isn't it you know yeah and I thought it's worth mentioning because I said about um, like experiments to show you what isn't a subliminal message, but some people would. Is I've got, the example I've got here is if you had a room full of people and you gave them lots of salty food, they're naturally going to want a drink afterwards. Yeah, that's not subliminal. It's no, it's 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 manipulation. Yeah. It's it's kind of very basic manipulation. I used to do it on theme park. Um, Simulator. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. remember the game that uh, 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 you put the, you, in, on the burger van? You'd put the salt, the food, like loads <laughs> yeah, of salt, yeah. and then they'd all go next door and buy themselves a, a, a drink. And then mm-hmm. you'd make the drink like ridiculously expensive, but you know yeah. that they're going to pay for it because they've eaten so much salt on their chips. Yeah, it's probably um, what they do at festivals and things. Isn't oh, it, it probably like is. Bottles yeah, of water go, are like three quid, but you can get a like, burger. But it, I mean, that's not subliminal messaging, mm. uh, but it is very much people manipulation yeah you know sociopathy so well because we are a paranormal kind of weird and wonderful podcast i thought i'd give you an example of subliminal messaging with some kind of it's not murder but it's death so trigger warning it does mention suicide so okay. I will just throw that trigger warning out there in case anyone has been affected by suicide. Yeah, yeah. Um, but on Monday in 1985, December 23rd, in a small city of Sparks, Nevada, there were two men called Raymond Belknap and James Vance. They spent all day drinking, smoking, and listening to heavy metal. Among those albums was Stained Class by Judas Priest. I don't right. know if you've ever heard that album. I I'm not familiar with the album. I know Judas Priest, but I'm not necessarily familiar with the album. So as the day was setting, the sun was going down, Belknap and Vance, who were 18 and 20 at the time, decided to visit a nearby playground where they proceeded to shoot themselves with a 12-gauge shotgun. Belknap, Belknap went first and was successful at committing suicide. Then Vance took the shotgun from his friend's hands and attempted to do the same but he sustained serious facial injuries that left him disfigured. He then later died of complications stemming from the suicide attempt three years later. So oh, wow. It wasn't okay. an instant. So Belknap and Vance's families sued or tried to sue Judas Priest's label, CBS Records, for $6.2 million. They argued in court that the pair had been driven to commit suicide by subliminal auditory signals concealed in their cover song of Better By You, Better Than Me. I've not heard the song, but supposedly the words do it can be heard a few times during the song. They can be heard on almost all Nike adverts as well, but they aren't... um... Yeah. So the lawsuit (laughs) was eventually thrown out. I I would imagine so, yeah. Um, But unfortunately, because of that, this actually led to other musicians having to defend themselves in court cases such as Ozzy Osbourne, Marilyn Manson, Eminem. Because even when we were growing up, you always heard uh, parents kind of and people saying like yeah, oh, very that much album so. influenced this killing and that murder and they always used to say with like old fashioned rock bands and stuff oh if you get the vinyl and you and you and you and you and you get put your finger on it and wind it backwards that you'll hear like satanic messages mm-hmm. in like you know so like black sabbath songs and stuff like that and it's all a complete load of gosh man it's you know what You've done it three for three. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But You've no, my, got in my head. My, my point is, most of the bands that are accused of this were so messed up on drugs they weren't intelligent enough to actually put that design into their music no, no. to start with. <laughs> I do agree with you. I think it is. If anything, it's more coincidence, or it's it's words that sound similar that people yeah. are just kind of. But I'll get back to that because <laughs> I've got some really good ones. To be fair. So all you uh, believers out there, oh. believers, yeah, you get ready. Justin Bieber gets mentioned. At the oh, end. fair so, play. Um, so just a couple of uh, examples here. So a board game called Husker Do 
in the early uh, 1970s featured single frames of the words get it <laughs> right and this is what actually led to the fcc banning practice of subliminal messages in t- tv adverts on the grounds of public interest so oh, that okay. was the fair advert enough. in 1970 70, 1970 yeah, where fair enough. just having the words get it trying to boost their sales and sell this game. Yeah. That's when the FCC turned around and was like, oh, I don't think you can be doing this. This isn't yeah. fair. Well, it's kind of fair enough, isn't it? Really? Yeah. So you this one... superhuman powers to <laughs> boost your sales. Yeah. Yeah. So this one, uh, there's a couple here that are really interesting to me, which I, I it blew my mind when I read it. So everyone knows cigarette companies... Uh, they're not allowed to kind of be involved in sports teams and things like that. It's, it's illegal to advertise. They're, they're not allowed to advertise on sports teams. They're allowed yeah. to sponsor <laughs> them and give money, but they're not allowed to advertise. Not since the 19... Uh, possibly, what, mid-90s, something like that? You're close. You're close. Basically yeah. the year 2000. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's between 99 and 2003, somewhere. Well, yeah, right about the same time that they banned smoking in pubs. Yes, and that sort of yeah. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so cigarettes uh, sponsored a lot of sporting teams and would make lots of cash with adverts such as Marlboro, Marlboro Reds being involved with Formula One. I always remember the Marlboro sign being yes. on the back of the Formula One cars, yeah. So and John Player Special as well. Not that yeah. we're uh, uh, advocating smoking no, no, <laughs> in no, any no. way. Definitely not. It's bad for you. So when advertising um, of tobacco products was banned in 2003, officially, like that's it. That was the yeah. last of it. In 2003, Marlboro used a black, red, and white barcode design shaped just like their logo to subliminally advertise. Um, so when the race cars would go round the track, they kind of worked out the speed in which they would go round. So you get a flash image. Okay. And the- so what you're saying is the, the, the image was broken up into smaller pieces that when the car was stationary... You don't see the design, yeah. But when it's moving and you've got motion blur happening yes. with your eyes, you can. You... It literally looked like the exact packet of Marlboros, <laughs> which is clever. When you it think is about clever, it. yeah, yeah. Um, but that also wasn't allowed. So that was pretty um, much the yeah, last. Yeah, they'd have thing. figured that one out, wouldn't they? Um, <laughs> yeah. And this one is nuts, man. So, um, it Benson and Hedges, another cigarette company. Yeah, yeah. So. First company in 1970 to use hard card instead of soft paper for their packaging. Yeah, 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 okay. And the advert that they had was a man and a woman. So it was like a man in like a finely dressed suit, like a black suit, holding a woman in like this nice flowy dress. And it was like white and pink. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was it was as if to say, like, if you smoke Benson Hedges, you can be like me. Yeah, you can yeah, get the babes yeah. and have the money. You can be a debonair. So <laughs> their slogan at the time was, ditch the soft packs and try our hard packs. <laughs> <laughs> so not, not really subliminal. They... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not it's subliminal. Not even subtle, <laughs> right? But what was subliminal was the fact that the Benson and Hedges, the the writing was the same color as the dress, so oh, okay. they cleverly displayed it. So it basically said like "Be Hedges," as in like you can be that guy. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I found that hilarious. Like I just thought that was yeah, fantastic. No, that is good. Yeah. Um, but that that's all the cigarettes, and then. You've got Gilby's Gin. They had ice cubes that spelt out the word sex. This was also late 70s. A lot of subliminal messaging was in the 70s. Fair enough, yeah. And at the same time as well, Coca-Cola in the mid-80s, the ice cube was showing an image of a woman performing oral sex on a man. So the, the artist actually done it for a joke. Really? Didn't think that they would notice. They did. He got fired, and all products that were recalled costing Coca-Cola millions. And that how bad it is, the image was on the website that I found these uh, this information. Oh, you can still see it today? Oh, it said, we cannot show you this image. Please click this link if you would like to see it. And I clicked it, and it's hilarious. Right. Like, Coca-Cola, well, it wasn't even them. They, they denied 
doing it. Well, they didn't really have any involvement. With no, it, it was, it was an outside um, <laughs> the contractor. Artist. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the artist done it as a joke, but it was hidden in the ice cube of right. like the shadows and things like that. Um, and also, this I'd just like to touch on this as well. Uh, McDonald's, the M, flashing during shows. Right. Um, they dismissed that and said they absolutely do not do subliminal messages. But I told you, before I'd done this research, I told you, when I was like 14, I was watching an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. Yes. And I, I swear, I swear on my life, for a split second, I saw the McDonald's M flash up for no reason during that, that show. I, I can, I, I'm sure I can remember something about court cases with McDonald's going with subliminal messages. Maybe like the early 90s or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can remember. Yeah, they did get... Uh, pulled up on that, but they dismiss it majorly. So for legal reasons, they had nothing to do with it. Okay, that didn't happen. Everybody, it did <laughs> yeah. not happen. Um, another fast food chain. I've got a couple more for you. So Wendy's, their logo with the the ginger haired girl. Yeah, her yeah, collar yeah. spells the word mom or mum to English people. Oh, is it? so it's kind of giving like a homely vibe right. to influence people to buy Wendy's. Uh, not necessarily associate with fast food, like a home cooked meal. Right, okay. If you know what I mean? And KFC, this How... one's brilliant. Oh, yeah, go on, sorry. Sorry, yeah. I just like the whole Ronald McDonald thing. Um... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This baffles me. How they got away with using Ronald McDonald as an advertiser for McDonald's. Mm. Most kids are scared stiff clowns and particularly here, like, <laughs> just some weird paedophile clown, isn't he? He does look very bizarre. Like, it's, uh, he reminds me of the It from It, yeah. Pennywise. Pennywise, yeah. Yeah, very similar. But yeah, they were using Ronald McDonald for years. I don't know if they do anymore. I don't, I, do you know what? I reckon that's probably anymore. why they brought in Grimace, to kind of balance it out a bit. Like Maybe, yeah. Because who's going to be scared of a giant purple blob? So. Well, exactly, yeah. Or the, I'm loving it thing, you know. <laughs> it's much more effective than some weird redhead clown. Yes. Dancing around <laughs> the screen with, yeah, a load of children. You just think... Yeah, I'm not sure if I really want my kids eating there. <laughs> uh, so KFC, I really like this one. I thought this was funny. So they had a big advertisement in posters, adverts and everything of their brand new like buffalo chicken burger right. with like a lettuce with like little drops of water and like look fresh, yeah, of right? Course. Yeah, yeah. Well, people started to notice that there was a bit of lettuce that didn't look quite right. And when they zoomed in, it was just a fresh dollar bill just oh, really? <laughs> hidden in the lettuce. Like, come spend your money. Like, fair play. So, I, yeah, fair enough. To play, fair play to them. Uh, I just found it funny. So... I've actually got now and more examples because, in case you haven't noticed, this the rest of this episode is just examples of subliminal messaging. So there's not a lot else you can do. Really, no, no, it? but they're fun. So you know, let's go for it. So um, the FedEx uh, logo, the company FedEx. Yeah. They have an arrow in the middle of FedEx. Yeah. So subliminal messaging there because they're like a, a courier service, like a delivery, mm-hmm. and Amazon. It's not really subliminal messaging, is it? it? Not necessarily messaging, but it is it's, kind of subliminal, I suppose. Well, it's, it's not, well, no, not really. It's just a representation of what they do. I, I bet you, you there can... are people out there that have not noticed there's an arrow in FedEx. I bet you any money. 
Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, probably, <laughs> probably is. Yeah. Well, I suppose yeah, it's not a subliminal message, but it's hidden, I guess, subliminal in a way. Yeah. Um, but that's the worst of the examples. So, <laughs> Amazon actually have two subliminal messages in their logo. Amazon. Amazon. All I can think is, is literally the word Amazon and that little smiley. Yeah. The smile. So is the, that, smi- is that... the smiley face is one of them. So that's subliminally. Not really subliminal though, is it? Hey, man, <laughs> I don't crap on your presentation. <laughs> just let me have it, all right? All right, so, all right, all right, yeah. So I'm just going by what I read. So subliminally, it's like a smile to suggest, like, we're Everything's going to be happy. You yeah, know? like, yeah. you'll get everything on time. Come with us. Like, order from us. We're, we're yeah, a great yeah, no, company. Okay, fair enough, yeah. Like, and the other one is that smile is also an arrow going from A to Z. As in, Amazon will get you from A to Z. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've never really, yeah, never put that one. Is that that one a bit better? Yeah, that was better, yeah. (laughs) So, Toyota as well. Their logo, Toyota, you can actually spell the word Toyota with their logo. So there's a T, an O, a Y, an O, a T, and an A, all fit inside the logo of Toyota. Inside those two ovals. Yeah. Okay, fair (laughs) enough. Which I thought was kind of cool. That's cool. Um, SFX Magazine. I don't know if you remember that. I yeah yeah I've seen SFX. To be honest, I kind of thought it was just called Sex Magazine. Exactly, <laughs> but that's the whole point, isn't it? Worked. it I guess. Yeah, yeah, they would always kind of cover the bottom of the F. To yeah, make it, yeah, to make it look like it's going behind someone's yeah. photo or something like that. Because so sex sells, sex sells, as you're about to find out. So uh, Baskin Robbins as well. I didn't know this one, but the Baskin Robbins logo is like blue and pink, pink and blue. And it's a B and an R. What what are the Baskin Robbins? Oh what? yes, so this is for the American listeners, right? Baskin Robbins is an ice cream company. Like I suppose it's kind of like Ben and Jerry's. And oh, things okay, like that. fair enough. Yeah. And they have famously they have thirty one flavors, right? And in their logo of B and R and the color scheme that they've used, you can clearly see a thirty one within the B and R. Right. So it's just kind of self promoting the fact that they've got thirty one yeah, flavours. But the capital B would have the three in it and yeah. the, the straight line coming down from the R would be yeah the one. Divided okay. by two colours. They, well they, yeah, they've just divided up in colour, yeah, mm-hmm. fair enough. Yeah. No, that's well that's that's clever. That's it's clever. Yeah. Yeah. This one blew my mind because growing up in America we used to eat Tostitos all the time. Like, it's basically uh, English's version of Doritos. Right. Exactly the same, just corn chips. Yeah. And Tostitos, the way it's spelled out, the the T and the T and the I in the middle, I never noticed before, the dot of the I is a chip, and the two Ts are people sharing a chip over a bowl of salsa. <laughs> And then oh. when you look at the logo, you'll probably find it for stock footage. It's actually really clever, and I never noticed it before. But it's basically saying, like, buy this big bag because you can share it with all your friends and stuff. Yeah, I, suppose, I mean, I suppose these things do kind of count as subliminal messaging, mm-hmm. but I would see it m- more just like as clever advertising. I'll give yeah. you, you an example that you probably haven't come up with that we mm-hmm. talk about all the time. The program Most Haunted. Yeah. Have you ever noticed... That the T's in Most Haunted are a Christian cross. Never noticed it. No? No. There you go. So I suppose, but to me, that is a subliminal message. So sometimes I feel like uh, maybe not necessarily messages, but they are all subliminal. Yeah. Does that make sense? So like, yeah. Until you notice or, them. Like we said, st- uh, subliminal stimuli. So yeah. not necessarily messages. But it, it, it is clever. A yeah, lot of yeah, it is yeah. advertising. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. And to be honest with you, a lot of it, even to this day, subliminal messaging and things is pretty much only for advertisements. It's not really used anywhere else. Yeah. Apart from um, just quickly, Darren Brown and David Blaine, magicians, everyone kind of knows them. Yeah. That's pretty much a lot of their acts are subliminal kind of implanting yeah. ideas and things like that. Yeah, it's just the way they speak or the actions that they take or, yeah. you know, certain trigger words that they'll use mm-hmm. to, or, or emphasise on to actually, yeah, get you to be manipulated to do yeah. whatever their, yeah, their plan so, is. Um, obviously, I'm not going to go into detail of some of the tricks they do and things. Just check them out for yourself. But Darren Brown's Darren great. Brown, I've seen him live. He's good. Yeah. He's amazing. And I, like you say, you've seen him live. I've got uh, Louis the Skeptic has seen him live. Yeah. And everyone that... Hey, even, Louis. 
<laughs> Good old Louis. Even Louis went into there going, he's not going to get me. He's not going to get me. I'm... You know, got he, him. Uh, yeah, he got him. <laughs> That's how good Darren Brown is. He with is subliminal he is very stuff. good, yeah. Um, and I mentioned to you earlier, there's a clip in The Office. So if people, um, huge fans the of The American Office. The American the Office, Office yeah. Um, there's a scene where, as a prank, Jim is playing a sound on his computer. And every time he plays it, he offers Dwight a mint. And he just takes the mint. And then yeah. over time... He then plays the noise and Dwight just holds his hand out for a mint and then Jim says, what are you doing? And it's almost like he's got him subliminally yeah. thinking that he's associated the noise with having a mint. So that's another example. But we there. also use that with pets as well, don't we? Yes. A lot of people use like clickers and stuff like that to get um, pets to do what they want them to do because they train them to, mm-hmm. to, to do it that way. I guess that's kind of subliminal because pets aren't, aren't of a higher consciousness, yeah, are they? Yeah. You know, they just think, oh, here, click, I'm going to get a food. <laughs> yeah. I mean, know, yeah, I mean, cats are quite uh, self-sufficient, aren't they? Very you much know? so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, I do agree with you there. Uh, but this brings us to pretty much the end of the podcast, but I can't talk about subliminal messaging without talking about Disney. <laughs> right, okay. So... All right, let's... Look. <laughs> yeah. Wage war on Disney, then. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I will just say before I go into some of the, these examples, I will just slightly stick up for Disney because growing up, some of these films that I'm about to mention, there's some stuff there that is quite clearly jokes for adults. They're not subliminal messages. They're not trying, some of these, not all of them. But some I, of them... Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there's a fine line <laughs> they there. They have multiple levels to their jokes, don't yeah. they? And yeah, and it's, it's the exact same thing with Simpsons. Like, there's a lot of yes. scenes with Homer yeah. and Marge where they mention something or say something that's a bit raunchy. As a kid, you don't register it, but the adults watching it go, oh, I see what they did there. Yeah. So with Disney, a few of these examples, I mean, people can decipher which ones I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. There's a few where I'm like, that's for the adults because you can imagine them taking their kids to the cinema, watching it with them. And that's just, I feel like Disney have done some, some of these subliminal messages as a kind of little treat for the adults to be like, were you paying attention? That's right. for you. But the, I don't think the kids would pick up on it. So let's just run through some of these. Um, Aladdin, there's a scene there where <laughs> quite clearly you can hear whispered in the background oh we watched this on tiktok the other day actually didn't we yes take your clothes off you can hear clearly hear it being whispered as jasmine's coming out onto the balcony when he's being um, yes almost forced (laughs) off the balcony on a tiger by the tiger yeah and he's like on the magic carpet but you can clearly we we both clearly heard that one actually yeah uh the lion king when mufasa no i think it's simba um slumps to the floor and kicks up dust it actually goes up and spells the word sex in the sky. Oh, does it? Now, Disney, I must say, Disney have since kind of... Uh, Edited pro- that. No, no, they've, no? Uh, they've basically come up with an explanation. They've said that it's SFX as a homage or like a respect Spe- for their special effects. effects. Okay. But to me, it clearly says sex in the stars. Fair enough. Um, Little Mermaid, the priest gets very excited so I let you guys decide what that means. Um, but the the bit where he's marrying, I think it's Eric the Prince. Uh, yeah, but Eric. he's marrying the the the, the, the wrong one, isn't it? Yes, uh, oh, Ursula or, or whatever uh, the, the octopus woman. Who, cause she Vanessa? I can't think. My my wife will know. So I have no idea. Someone will know. Um, yeah. But but either way, the priest gets a little bit too excited below his oh, waist. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. You see a little bulge in his pants, don't you? That's <laughs> yeah. right. Uh, the, a film called The Rescuers when they're flying in like a matchbox car or something, and they're That's going like chipmunks, isn't it? Yeah, I don't yeah. really remember that one so well. But they're going past skyscraper windows, and clearly there's a still image of a naked woman. Oh, is that in the window? Oh, yeah. Fair so explain that one, Disney. Um, Pinocchio. There is when uh, Geppetto is looking out of the window, the stars spell out the words "smoke." Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And this one is crazy, which I can't really explain, but like it's it's nuts for back in the day. But there is a scene in Pinocchio where 
he's basically talking about kidnapping boys, young boys, <laughs> taking them to Pleasure <laughs> Island right. and then saying, like, when, I think it's a fox, says, like, oh, do they come back? Or, and he says, well, they don't come back as boys. So Ooh. there's a, yeah, Ooh. it's honestly, it's kind of freaky. But that was Pinocchio. Um, now, this is where one of the jokes that I was talking about. So in Emperor's New Groove, they make a joke where he says, oh, I'm going to go pitch a tent. Right. <laughs> yeah, okay. And when the camera goes to, I think it's Kronk, the character, right. he's this big hench dude and he's laying down trying to sleep. And there is literally a tiny tent <laughs> over his crotch. Like, but, but I think the kids would take that as like, he's just too he's big just for the tent. He's such a big bloke that he can't fit in a tent. But yeah. that's one of them things where I'm like, that's surely just for the adults. So yeah. I don't think that's subliminal, but I just thought I'd mention that because some people did kick off like, oh, yeah, they're trying yeah, to corrupt yeah. kids and stuff. Um, there's one with Mickey Mouse where he's hugging Minnie Mouse and it clearly looks like a hand on something phallic shaped. Oh, yes, yeah. I, um, I remember seeing that one the other day as well. I'm not going to mention the Hercules one because I I don't think they've done it for that. But there's a scene where a horseshoe lands on like a demon's head, and then a lump starts to grow, <laughs> and it's also very phallic shaped. But I think that's just for comical effect. Um, this one blew my mind. So the film Turning Red, it's fairly new. It's about red pandas, things like that. I watched that whole film with my wife and thought that's a really great Disney film, and she was like, "You know what that's about, don't you?" And I was like red pandas she's like no it's about a woman's menstrual cycle and periods and i was oh. like really and then she started explaining to me that yeah like it's it's all about she when she gets angry this like teenage girl when she gets oh. angry and stuff she turns into this giant red panda and she's out of control do you oh, know what i mean so okay. it's like a it's not really a it's more message. symbolism then isn't yes it, really yeah, yeah. than the subliminal messaging but yeah <laughs> and along with that there is a lot of satanic symbolism in Disney, a lot of um, like rock signs and devil symbols with hands for certain characters, and the numbers six 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 appear quite a lot in oh, okay. different films as well. Um, That's interesting. So look out for that. And the last few things you said about music being played backwards. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I do actually agree with you. I think it's it's not really subliminal messaging no i i think you've got to be very very clever uh particularly with within spoken word singing and mu music to actually be able to write a song that is understandable forwards and has a different mm. uh, message when played at the right speed backwards yeah and I don't think many people put the effort into actually doing that. No, I think it's coincidence. Yeah. But I'll give you some examples anyway, because I thought it. it was fun. This is so, where Justin Bieber comes into it. Yeah, so yeah. Justin Bieber, his song Baby, uh, apparently if you play the chorus backwards, he says, oh yeah, I'm the evil one, let me in, let me in. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, Dora the Explorer, played backwards, uh, says, hail Satan, supposedly. Um the Eagles, Hotel California, apparently played backwards. The chorus says, yeah, Satan had him organize his own religion. And the last one I've got is One Direction. Hotel California is such a weird song anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With a lot of dark connotations to it. I can't imagine they'd even bother putting a <laughs> no. message backwards in it. You know? Back in those days, they could pretty much sing about whatever. Yeah. Uh, but the last one, um, One Direction... Live While You're Young, uh, when played backwards, says, we're all Satanists. <laughs> I don't believe in any of these. It's just when I was doing uh, research, one of the things that came up was music being played backwards. Okay, yeah. Now, fair. I'm going to end this podcast on one last thing. If I was to say to you, Pirate, off the top of your head, what's the first animal you're thinking of? What would you say? Elephant. Damn it! What did you write? What did you write? I predict Pirate will say bat. No, oh, you got it wrong. This whole podcast, my friend, I've been dropping subliminal messages to you, and it hasn't worked. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> you want me to rewind the recording? <laughs> you know what's funny? Is I'm not just saying this. I told your girlfriend before we came in here that I was going to do this. I was like, I haven't told Pirate, and I'm hoping he says bat. 
And I said to her, you can ask her after this, I was kind of half right. I said, knowing Pyra and the way his brain works, if this isn't going to work on anyone, it will be Pyra. And he's probably going to say elephant. And I'm not even joking. Really? Did you say that? Yep. You can ask Hayley after this. 100% I said. Oh, why didn't you write elephant. down elephant? But, yeah, I, I tried dropping in a few things there, hoping that you'd say bat, which is why at the start of the podcast, I said, like, I usually wear dark black colours and I'm wearing my lucky green shirt. Oh. And I said about spreading my wings and stuff like that. <laughs> and I was dropping it in and I was trying to rhyme the word bat. So I was saying I was going to wear a hat and stuff like that, hoping that at the end of the podcast we'd end with a zinger and I'd be like, ha-ha, I predicted you'd say bat, but it hasn't worked. But it's equally just as good content. So I'm, I'm more impressed that you, that you actually thought that I would say elephant as your second guess. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, clearly you're no good at subliminal messaging no, or no. any of Darren Brown's tricks. <laughs> However much you paid him to, to uh, uh, teach you these things, it should have been more. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to touch on something that you haven't covered. That yeah. We, we did talk about it, and uh, I didn't know whether to mention it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, because we might cover this on a different uh, episode. Yeah, was the uh, back in was it the nineteen fifties or sixties in America? They had government uh, experimentation on the general public, which was known as MK Ultra. Yes, yeah. which was trying to manipulate public people to do stuff for you know government reasons, whether that was like allegedly assassinations or anything like that, mm-hmm. where they were drugging people and hallucinating them and stuff like that. And then it was subliminal messages that they used as a trigger yeah, yeah. to activate them. Just like, you know, the old book, The Mancurian Candida, or the film, The Mancurian Candida. Well, that was kind of reality back in, like, the 50s, 60s, or 70s, or when, whenever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wondered if you were going to mention that, uh, because that is one of the things that when you said you, you wanted to do subliminal messages, I was like, oh, MK Ultra, you've got to mention <laughs> yeah. that one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you said you, you kind of looked into it and the subliminal yeah. message side of it was was literally just the trigger, yes. wasn't it? That, that's Most all the... they used it for is because wherever you were in the country, if they put, like, that McDonald's advert out or whatever mm-hmm. and that trigger was in, in the advert, whoever they needed to trigger to do what they wanted to do, was there was then doing that? Yes, yeah, you yeah. Know? It was a very very clever uh, piece of espionage and subterfuge, mm-hmm. um, and we may cover that in, in its in, in a separate episode. Yes, yeah. But I, yeah. Ju- I just wanted to give it just an honourable mention. Yeah, yeah, it's well worth mentioning to be fair because that is yeah, subliminal. It's one messages. of the earlier ones, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, yeah. But that's all so, I got for you on subliminal messages. And so where where are you th- uh, thinking on the old uh, paranormality scale then? Well. Because of Darren Brown and, you know, him being so good at it and the stuff that he's done, I urge anyone to go see his stuff. You can see on YouTube, go see him live, real terrific guy. And because it has been proven to work, it didn't work with you with Bat, but (laughs) it has worked on some people in the past, adverts, things like that. It does exist. It is real. We've used it since the 50s. Yeah. So for me, I'm going to score it quite high and I'm going to give it an 8.9. 8.9? Yeah. Fair enough. Because we still okay. use it today and it's everywhere. Yeah, it de- definitely is. Yeah. And for people that are not quite um, nice, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get a lot of people like. Um, uh, what do they call it? Um, not um, psychopaths, sociopaths. Yes, yeah, yeah. So sociopathic people, I'm sure, we use some kind of subliminal messaging if they if they can mm-hmm. in any way they can. Yeah, like uh, like your, your Darren Brown and stuff. And I, I remember I can't, I can't remember exactly what um, show it was. Now I remember watching something several years ago. Uh, it might have been like a some kind of um, con man based type thing where they wanted someone to pick a, a, a certain player on a, a football pitch mm-hmm. and the player's number on the back of his shirt was 55. So from the guy's hotel room all the way to the football 
pitch. He was just bombarded with this number 55. Not that he'd notice. Mm-hmm. You know, it was written on a street sign up there or on a picture over there or, you know, on the reception desk, just on a piece of card that he shouldn't even be looking at and, you know, all stuff like that. And eventually they got him to the to the football match and said, oh, I'll just pick a random player and we'll, you know, y- you can meet him or whatever. And he was like, oh, well, on that one, 55. And it worked. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, this it is a very, very real thing. So mm-hmm. I, I would probably even give it even higher, like 9.6. 9.6? Yeah. That makes sense. When it is done, <laughs> yeah, like with nefarious means in mind, or, you know, with um, dishonest means in mind, it can be very effective. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite And scary. it's quite scary to think of that. Mm. So, yeah, I'd go 9.6. That's the average of 9.35. Is that right? Or I'm out. This is why you... I, 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 sh- I should agree with you, but I think it's a 9.25. Because you've got to take one back, don't you? Oh, so close. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe it's way. 9.3. No, 9.25, I think. Yeah, from 8.9 to 9.6, 9.25. Yeah, okay, 9.25. Right. <laughs> if I'm wrong, the internet will uh, correct us. <laughs> yep. But anyway, if you've experienced subliminal messages, write in paranormality.uk at gmail.com or you can join us on Discord. Please don't send subliminal messages into Discord. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Don't try and manipulate our followers. Um, But yes, come come and join it. Come and join the discussion on there. It's always we're always happy to have new people. Um, come and find our Instagram. Follow us on there. A TikTok, yeah. Uh, YouTube. If you don't watch it, if you listen to it, and you want to know what we look like, brilliant. Come along. Have a, a, you know, give us a thumbs up. Yeah. Write if a comment. Uh, if you've got any subliminal messages from the, the years that are unique or not many people would know, write in. Yeah. Tell us tell about us. It. if you would have picked the 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 bat. Yeah, let us I know. I want to know if I got anyone yeah, with a bat. Let us know if Josh actually got you, and and when I answered elephant, you would have answered bat. We want to know about that. Yeah. <laughs> but until next time, I've been Pirate. I'm Josh, and this has been Paranormality UK. Ta ta. Ta ta.